everybody. <laughs> it feels so good to be back. <laughs> I know. Y'all motherfuckers like, where the fuck this bitch been? She hasn't dropped a new podcast in over a month. Well, I was taking care of things, you know what I'm saying? My life got in the motherfucking way, you feel me? But I still got a great passion for this shit. I still love this shit. Never gonna neglect y'all. Y'all know the vibes. This is my passion. This is something I really love. You know what I'm saying? I love to zhuzh to you guys. I love to talk shit, okay? On the mic. (laughs) Oh, man, but it feels so good to be back. It feels so good to be back to doing what I love doing. Um, I promise I won't let my life get in the way no more. (laughs) Back to business. Mm. Man, today's topic, man. It's something that I'm so excited to talk about because I've been I've been dying to talk about this shit. But it's like just so many shows condensed into one genre that I can't just make a video about it. I'd have to like, I'm like, oh my God, like I want to have a conversation about it. But it's like, oh my God, like I just didn't know how to go about it because, you know, at the time I always wanted like a podcast, but I didn't know, you know, exactly what outlet I should use or you know, stuff like that. But anyway, without further ado, today's topic is the iconic dating show reality TV era of VH1 from 2005 to 2010. All right, so I'm about to talk about almost all of these shows. The only shows that I'm not going to talk about is Daisy of Love and Rock of Love season one and two. And the reason why I'm not gonna talk about Daisy of Love is because I never really watched that show because I can't get into it. Like no matter how many times I try to watch it, I can never get past the first episode. Like I just, I'm I'm so bored with it. I'm sorry, it's just not entertaining to me. I don't know if, you know, if I continue to watch it, if it'll be more entertaining, but I just can't get into it. And the reason why I'm not going to talk about, um. The reason why I'm not going to talk about Rock of Love Season 1 and 2, and I'm really not going to talk about Season 3 that much. I'm going to touch on it. I'm going to just, you know, glance over it a little bit. But the reason why is because I don't really have an opinion about any of those people. I'm going to talk about certain people off of those shows, but I'm not going to go in depth into those shows, um, into those seasons, because I really don't have no, like, opinion about them. Besides a couple of people. And I will touch on that, but I'm not really going to go in depth about those shows. However, you know your girl going to go in depth about all the other shows. So let's go. <laughs> okay. It all started in 2003, 2004 on a show called The Surreal Life. A washed up hype man and crackhead and father to six kids. <laughs> That goes by the stage name of Flavor Flav went on this show in hopes of putting his name back out there. (laughs) He fell in love with this big stocky broad from fucking Denmark called Bridget Nielsen. And they had their own little spinoff called Strange Love. And I think it was 2004, 2005. And then Bridget Nielsen said, peace out, nigga. And she probably, she went to like Italy or some shit. And he was like, damn, I still need the bag though. 
I, I, I still need the bag. Like, I can't just fade into obscurity again. I need this motherfucking bag. So VH1 tapped him on the shoulder and was like, listen, nigga. <laughs> we got a lucrative deal for you. <laughs> How about you sign this motherfucking contract for three seasons of your own show? And he was like, booyah. And thus, an era was created flavor of love season one debuted january 1st 2006 to our tv screens <laughs> now before i start on this i just want to say how the motherfuckers think these shows are real like these shows are obviously for entertainment right it's like it's obviously fake right and i say this because like you gotta sign a contract to give them like however many seasons. Usually, the typically the, the contracts are like for three seasons of the show, and it's like you could tell because I, and I'm gonna get to that in a little bit, in in a little bit. But it's like Flav had a whole girlfriend at home. He was just doing this show for entertainment and for money because his ass was washed up. Nobody was really checking for him no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and plus, it's like he always picked. He always picked the women that didn't that wasn't really feeling him like that for those you know for the simple fact that it's like if he picked New York New York obviously was into this man if he picked her he wouldn't have a reason to have another season you have to realize this is how these shows go and and, and you know I'll further I'll explain that in further detail down the line as this podcast episode goes you know and plus you know those women weren't Flav's type. Y'all know what Flav's type is. Flav like them big, tall, um, bulky, stocky ass, ugly ass white women. I'm talking about white women who are hit in the face. Trailer trash. That is his type. Or, or fucking low tier Latinas. That's his type. He did not like any of those women. On, I'm not saying he wasn't sexually attracted to them, but sexual sexual attraction doesn't equal your type. You know what I'm saying? We all fucked with somebody that was not our type, but, you know, we was bored at the moment and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying some, you know, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother time. But anyway, it's quite obvious that this show was strictly for entertainment. Like, he wasn't really looking for love. Like, if you're looking for love, why the fuck you gonna do it on national TV with a bunch of fucking cameras being mic'd up 24-7, 365? Who looks for love like that? Like, come on now. Like, I, and, and plus, some of the scenes sound like so damn like now although all the people that been on the shows come out and say it's not scripted i feel like there were certain scenes that were scripted like yeah i believe them to a certain extent when they say that it's not scripted but i feel like there's certain things where they were told to say that because i'm like it sounds like you know what i'm saying like some people just over dramatic with it (laughs) you feel me like like i just feel like sometimes these people is doing too much and also, I feel like there's a lot of situations where you can tell that production was, like, instigating certain shit. Like, you know, there was always, like, a storyline for somebody to go home, bro. But nonetheless, let me continue. So, on January 1st, 2006, we get introduced to this dating show shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Now, mind you, I was a little ass kid. I was in elementary school watching these shows, bro. Like, bro. I was like 10 years old when this show debuted and I'm like dang like this show really lit and on Flavor Flav's show a star was born y'all already know what's popping my bitch New York 
I'm not gonna lie. When the <laughs> when the show first came out, I was not checking for New York. I did not like her. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm because you know when you're a kid, like you like nice people, right? You don't like bitches. I thought she was a total cunt. I'm like, damn, this bitch is so fucking mean for no reason. Like, she was such a bitch. But you know when I started to like New York, I started to like New York on season two, bro. Even though she was still a bitch, I'm like, hmm. I like this bitch. I fuck with her low key. She's so funny. Like, I'm like, yo, New York, she's that bitch. Shout out to New York. I still love her to this day. She really that bitch. Like, she was meant to be a star. Like, you look at you looked at this woman in the first time that that show debuted on our TV screens on D on VH1. You already knew that she was destined to be a star. Like, first of all, she's dramatic as hell. <laughs> and her facial expressions, yo, people bruh <laughs> people don't really talk about her facial expressions that shit was so funny it was certain facial expressions that she would make that would just have me dying like and she was so quick-witted like bitch you say something to her she had a response for, she had a response for you right then and there bruh she was so iconic she, not was but she's still iconic okay till this day shout out to new york you feel me? But one thing about New York is she was genuine to the core. She was genuine. She went there and she's like, look, I don't want no friends. I'm here to get fucked. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's like, imagine battling and fighting with 19 other women and the prize is Flavor Flav, bro. That's some Fear Factor shit. Like, kissing Flavor Flav was some Fear Factor ass shit. Like, you couldn't pay me to do that shit, bro. But anyway, New York was like, listen, I'm not here to make friends with any of you hoes. I'm not interested in being friends with any of you bitches because I'm not here for that. I am here specifically to win the heart of that beautiful man. I can't believe beautiful and Flav was in the same sentence. <laughs> I can't believe beautiful man and Flav was in the same. Bruh. Be fucking for real, New York. New York, be so fucking for real. New York was the only one that liked that man. <laughs> New York was the only one that liked that man. And speaking of New York, right? You know, I can't talk about New York without talking about her interesting mother. Now, look, listen, Sister Patterson, she's a Scorpio. And no offense to all, <laughs> no offense to all the Scorpios, but y'all are really dark people. I don't really fuck with y'all. Y'all are dark. <laughs> y'all are dark. Okay? Y'all are the devil. Mm -hmm. So, I remember, like, I, back then I used to be like, oh, she was such a bitch. I, like, I, I, I used to not like Sister Patterson, right? But growing up is realizing... That Sister Patterson was right. <laughs> she was right in two different situations. And she was right in terms of not wanting Flav to be with her daughter. And she was right in terms of not wanting Chance to be with her daughter. I'm going to get to Chance in a minute, child. Because we got to get through all of this, okay? So, yeah. Like, she was right in terms of, like, not wanting her daughter to be with Flav. Because, really think about it. Flav did crack for 18 years, bruh. I was like, bruh, how the fuck do you do crack for 18 years and you live, bruh? This nigga Flav did crack for 18 years and he beat on his baby mamas. She was right. <laughs> she was right. Look, look, listen. Sister Patterson was right for not wanting New York to end up with Flav, bruh. Like, bruh. First of all, Flav is 5'6". He looked like a damn troll. He a little gremlin. <laughs> 
He got so many broken. He created so many broken homes. He did crack. <laughs> that should be enough. It's not even the fact that he's ugly. It's not even the fact that he's washed up. It's none of that. The nigga did crack. Why would you want your child to be with somebody who did crack? Bruh. <laughs> you can't make this shit up, bruh. But bruh, Sister Patterson, she was a little... She was a little bit of a nut. And then, you know, she was like very emotionally manipulative towards New York. Because I remember watching um, season one. And when they were at the tennis court, she was all like, Are you gonna pick him over me? I'm like, damn... I don't like that for real because I don't like emotionally manipulative as parents because you got to learn that when your child is adult is an adult, right? You have, you no longer have any control over their life. Like, yeah, you can be there to, you know, give them advice that they need and shit like that. And you could be there to support them, but you have to know when to stay in your place. You have to know your place in their life. Once they become an adult, you can't control every aspect of their life. And that's where I felt like. You know, that's that's where I felt like I have I had an issue with Sister Patterson because she was too overbearing as a parent. Like she didn't know her boundaries, you know, and she didn't know where she had to stay in her place as, you know, a mother. Now, I'm not a parent and I never will be. So I don't understand what it's like to watch your kid grow up before your very eyes and then they're an adult and then they live in their own life and you can no longer have an input. But. You know, I just don't like, you know, the notion that, you know, there's parents out there that want to continue having control over their kids' lives, especially their love lives. Like, that's nothing, that's none of your business, bro. <laughs> Girl, okay, now let's move on to Hoops. Hoops, she was fine as hell. Beautiful, and she's a winner. Like, Hoops is just a winner all around. Not only did she win, oh my fucking God. Not only did she win Flavor of Love. But she won I Love Money. And I'm not going to lie. It was well deserved because Hoops worked hard for that. You know what I'm saying? Um, in Flavor of Love, though, towards the end, she was starting to become a bit of a bitch. Like, she was being mean to those people. At, she was being a bit of a diva to that lady and Nicole Miller and the, and the little beauty salon for no reason. Like, I'm like, come on, Hoops. You ain't had to do all that. Like, I felt like, I don't know if it was for TV, but she, I felt like she was kind of exaggerating a little bit towards the end. When she was upset with all those things. Like, I didn't hear... I didn't think her hair looked that bad. You know what I mean? And, you know, the dress didn't look that bad on her. You know, she was just exaggerating and shit. But my thing is with Hoops, right? She was over here calling all these people out for being actresses and wanting exposure and shit. When she was there for the same reason, bruh. Y'all was not there for that man. The only person that was there for that man without a shadow of a doubt was New York. <laughs> And I feel like even it's even debatable for her. Like I feel like she was there for two purposes. She she really did. She was she really was into that man, and she wanted to you know become a star. She was there for exposure too, because you can't say that you're going on reality TV and you don't want exposure. Like you want exposure. Like because if you're going on there, like you you're gonna be mic'd up. And you're going to have a camera on you 24-7. The average human that does not like exposure is not going to want to deal with that. You know, just really think about it for a little bit. Like, you know, why would... If you if you were not there for exposure... What other reason... Like, Flav, did you really think these women was there to be with, it, dying and vying for your love? Like, Flav, be fucking for... 
Like, I know the show was fake, and I'm sh pretty sure Flav was fully aware that these women was cloud chasers. But it's like, let's just say hypothetically the shows were real. Flav, do you really think these women would be really doing this because they, they so desperately wanted your love? These women were beautiful. They could get any man they wanted on the street that had way more money and looked way better. But they came on TV to fight for your ass because it's quite clear they wanted exposure they were actresses <laughs> you feel me yeah but like yeah hoops was like she swears she was so genuine genuine and so real when she was there for the same reasons bro i'm like hoops you can't be fucking for real hoops you was also there for exposure don't try to act like you like that man she didn't because you know, if you watched I Love Money, you would later on see that, you know, she was like, I had to kiss Flav. Like, of course, that's some fear factor ass shit. <laughs> like, who genuinely was kissing that man? Besides New York, who genuinely was kissing that man? It was all like, oh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> like, yeah, I'm kissing Flav. This is what I've been hoping and praying for my whole entire life. Like, be fucking for real. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to Hottie. You know, am I the only one that believes that Hottie should have had a show? Like, Hottie should have had a show. Would it have been as iconic as New York show? Probably not. But I feel like Hottie should have had a show. I feel like that shit would have been iconic. As iconic as I Love New York? Maybe not. We're not going to go as far as to saying that. But I definitely feel like Hottie should have had a show. Hottie definitely should have had a show. But anyway, Hottie, she was playing a character because this bitch graduated, you know, allegedly. I don't, I don't know. Because Hottie, on the show, she was a compulsive liar. So she said that she graduated from an Ivy League school. And I'm like, okay. But this bitch lied about her measurements and shit. This bitch said she had a 26-inch waist. I'm like, bruh. Hottie. Now, I'm not the type to body shame women, right? But I'm like, Hottie, this is not even body shaming. This is just based purely on what the fuck I'm looking at with my own two eyes. Hottie, you gonna look at your waist the way that it is, and you gonna say it's 26 inches? And she, and she used to lie with her straight face too, bruh. Like, she will look directly at you and say it like it's nothing. I'm like, Hottie, do you even believe that lie? Hottie, Hottie, do you believe that your waist is 26 inches? You really gonna, you really gonna believe that shit. Not only are you gonna believe it, but you're gonna try to make us believe that your waist was 26 inches? Girl, be so fucking serious right now. And then... <laughs> Oh, of course, the iconic scene where she said she looked like Beyonce. I'm like, yeah, she a troll. <laughs> oh, in terms of her looking like Luther Vandross, I feel like her and Luther Vandross do kind of look like. They got the same eyes. Like, they got the same little, you know, same little... <laughs> Bruh, she said she was 25 when she was on that show. She was born in 1971, bruh. Mm. 
That bitch was 34 when she was on the show. I'm like, honey, why the fuck you lie like that? <laughs> oh, that's not even the kicker about Hadi. She puts the fucking... She puts raw chicken in the microwave with a bunch of... And she was... And if y'all look closely, she was putting a bunch of jam on the chicken. She was putting a bunch of shit. I think she put some noodles on the chicken. She stuffed a cucumber inside the chicken. I'm like, hottie. <laughs> oh my god. She was so fried. Like, I'm like, hottie. Hottie. That had to have been staged, bro. Like, and then people talking about some, oh, it wasn't staged because she was raised very vegetarian. Listen. I don't care how fucking vegetarian you are. You know good and well that chicken is supposed to be cooked thoroughly before you serve it to anyone. Like, who believes that you could put a whole raw-ass chicken in the microwave and it'll cook? A microwave is used to reheat food. It's not used to cook food. Come on. An Ivy League... And I would think someone who graduated from an Ivy League school would know that. If she is, that is. If she did, that is. Because, child, we know that she's a fucking compulsive-ass, pathological-ass liar. But shout out to Hottie, though. I went on her Instagram, like, a, a, a day ago, and she's still doing pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Her weave is still a little parched. I, oh, speaking of weave, right? I remember when she looked directly in them people's eyes, and she was all like, yes, this is my real hair. I'm like, Hottie. Hottie. Moving on, child. Now we're moving on to Sweetie. Now, Sweetie, I'm not really... She wasn't really, like, a standout character to me, but I just brought her up just to say one quick thing. She was so beautiful. Like, beautiful, dark chocolate. Like, she had the face of an actress in the 90s. Like, she looked like she could have been... Like, right? Like, she, like, has those features of, like, an actress. Like, she looks like she could have been a very successful actress in the 90s, bro. Like, she had that type of face. Like... She, I, I, I don't know if she still looked like that, but she was beautiful. Like, she was very striking to me. That's why I had to briefly bring her up, because, like, she was very captivating. Now, moving on to Goldie. Goldie was just, her name was very fitting, because she was just, like, a pot of gold. Like, she was so refreshing on the show. Like, she was just, she was just so wholesome. Like, I loved her. Like, she was, <laughs> she was so funny. She was so country. She was just a breath of fresh air on the show. Anytime there was drama, you could depend on Goldie. You could count on Goldie to just bring some light into the situation. <laughs> now, New York always <laughs> New York always talked about Goldie's weight, talking about some she's plus size, but am I the only one who really didn't think Goldie was plus size? Like, I remember back then as a kid, I used to think, yeah, she's plus size, but you know, as an adult watching the show all over again, I'm like, Goldie's not I mean, Goldie's not the smallest person in the world, right? But plus size, I feel like that was doing a bit much. And maybe she's mid-size. She thick. She curvy. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just I, I just didn't feel like that was an accurate description of her. I just don't feel like she's plus size. Like, I feel like she's mid-size. Like, I feel like, you know, she had a, a, you know, a healthy weight, a healthy body weight. Like, I just thought it was like... Like, the 2000s is a very toxic era. If y'all, you know, for those of you who didn't grow up in the 2000s, it was a very toxic era. Like, you had to be, like, no bigger than a size 4. If you was a size 6, you were considered obese. Like, it was really fucked up. It was really sad. You know, 
that that time period was not for the weak. <laughs> it was not. You know what I'm saying? Like you had to be a you had to be stronger than the Marines to make it through the 2000s and be like heavy set. Like I'm telling you, like that shit. Ciao. Anyways, Goldie, she was a very refreshing character on the show. And, um, you know, she was a breath of fresh air. So, shout out to Goldie. I heard that, um, you know, her mom died while she was on the show. And that's so fucking sad, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know she had to have been going through it. So, rest in peace to Goldie's mom. And shout out to Goldie. I hope she's doing well these days. And I hope her day is wonderful. <laughs> Moving on to Smiley slash Laylene. Um, Smiley, you know, she was bad. She was a beautiful woman, gorgeous. But my thing with Smiley, right? She was too emotional. Like, me, like, I don't know if I'm gonna come off as a fucking asshole when I say this. But I don't like to be around people who cry too much. Like, why are you crying so much? Like, <laughs> bruh, every other scene, this bitch was crying. I don't, I don't think I know what Laylene looks like without tears in her eyes. Like, she was all like, I just want a friend. I just want somebody to love. She was so vulnerable, bruh. I'm like, she's a person that's so easy to take advantage of because she's just craving companionship. And I'm like, it's so obvious that her love language is companionship. So is that something that she was missing when she was younger? Like, is that something that she wasn't, that wasn't given to her as a child? Because every single show she's on, all you see is her crying and she's just, it's just so easy for her to trust somebody and I'm like yo like I'm actually kind of scared for her because it's like you know what I'm saying people who are manipulative and evil they like to take advantage of people like that and it was just so irritating because I'm like girl just stay strong like you know she was such a weak person like and it's like I'm not trying to be insensitive I'm not saying this in an insensitive way because I do understand where she's coming from like I don't know much I don't think we know much about her childhood and where she came from but you know what I'm saying? It seems like, you know, she wasn't given that as a child and as an adult. That's all she ever craved. Or she got her heart broken a lot. And then, you know, she's just a very vulnerable person. She reminds me of the female version of Chi-Chi from fucking Daisy of Love. And the only reason why I know Chi-Chi from Daisy of Love, right, is because I watched I Love Money 4. <laughs> and I didn't really know these people when I was... And by the way, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that a little bit further down the episode you know what I'm saying shit like that but yeah like you know she was just way too way too weak I mean she said you know in all these shows she was like I'm looking for love I'm just looking for somebody to love well I guess she found love child because when I researched her the other day she'd been married since 2010 I'm like thank god <laughs> so she could stop crying on our tv screens because lord have mercy and we thought Drake was emotional, child. But at first, I don't know why, but I thought she was like a Pisces or a Cancer. Because I'm like, every single second I'm laying my eyes on her, she's crying. But she's a Libra, which also makes sense. Because Libra women, they tend to wear, they tend to love hard and, win, and wear their hearts on their sleeves. So, Pumpkin. Bruh, Pumpkin had no business being like 20-something looking like she was every bit of 40. Pumpkin aged like goddamn milk. <laughs> Pumpkin, bruh. How the fuck you 20 with, with crow's feet, bruh? Like, bruh. <laughs> Pumpkin, you was too damn young to be looking like that, bruh. 
But you know what had me crying, bro? Every time I rewatched the show, bro, when New York pushed her, in, <laughs> her head, her head hit the fucking camera like a mu. I'm like, damn. Now, listen. We may have not felt like New York got the revenge that she so clearly deserved against Pumpkin, but Pumpkin hit her fucking head upside that camera. That shit was funny as hell. <laughs> I felt like that was. I looked like I felt like that was good enough. And then, not to mention, but she always she always wanted to talk talk about how. Now, she talked about how New York gained weight on the show. That's another thing I forgot to talk about. The, you know, controversy surrounding New York's weight on the show. New York was skinny as fuck, right, on the show. And motherfuckers were saying she was fat. Like, that's what I'm telling you, man. The 2000s was hell. The 2000s was hell. But yeah, I feel like Pumpkin was more Flav's type. Because like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, Flav loves those fucking ugly ass white bitches. Like, he loves them. He loves them. That's his type. Scraggly, ugly white women who are sometimes big, stocky, and bulky and tall. That's his motherfucking type, my nigga. That is his type. Okay, that's his type. And last but not least, the last person I wanted to talk about briefly on (laughs) Flavor of Love Season 1 is Rain. I don't know why, but she scared me. Like, she was just so abrasive. Like, she was so aggressive. Like... Every other scene, you, she was yelling at the goddamn screen with veins coming out of her neck and shit. I'm like, bro, why are you yelling at me? I'm like, bro, girl, it is not that deep. Stop yelling at me like that. Like, she was terrifying. Like, she scared me as a kid. <laughs> not only as a kid, but as an adult. Because I'm like, there is no reason for her to be screaming and yelling like that at the screen the way that she was. Like, I'm like, damn, bitch, are you about to come through the screen and whip my ass? Like... I was always so terrified of her because I'm like, why is she so aggressive? Like, she was just so, like, I was, oh my God, like, I was always so terrified, like, because I felt like she was going to come through the screen and just, like, whip my ass and start dragging me and shit. Like, oh my God, girl, like, simmer down a little bit. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Wow. But wow, what a moment. (laughs) Now we move on to Flavor of Love Season 2. Buck Wild. Now, this is going to be a controversial take on Buck Wild, bro. I don't know. Bro, I don't know if I want to say it. Fuck it. I'm going to say it. I don't care if I get dragged. It is what it is, bitch. I'm, I'm a real bitch. I'll stand on my shit. <laughs> I liked her. I'm sorry, but I liked her. I thought Buck Wild was funny. Like, And I know a lot of people like have a problem with the fact that she had a black scent and stuff like that. And she was trying to act quote-unquote black. But I... You know, I'm not defending that at all. I, I I didn't think that was right either, right? But I thought she was funny as hell. You know what I'm saying? I thought she was amusing. You know what I'm saying? As long as she didn't say the N-word or anything like that, you know, she was on my good side, you know? Um, But I did. <laughs> but, bruh, New York had the girls so shook that Buckwild ended up losing her accent, you know, and, and leaving the house. I'm like, damn, Sade! <laughs> Bookwild was so shook by New York that she lost her accent. Imagine having that type of hold on people. Imagine invoking that type of fear into people where they lose their fucking accent. 
god. Look <sighs> wild. She was interesting, wasn't she? Now delicious. Now listen. <laughs> I only bring up delicious for a brief second, right? Because these days, if you look at her, you're gonna be like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> delicious doesn't look shit like how she looked. And I understand this show was, you know. This show was filmed a long ass time ago, but she looks nothing like nothing. I'm like, and she's swerving down. She don't have, she didn't get surgery. I'm like, girl. She's talking about some. Oh, it's easy for me to keloid. Don't you think that if I had surgery, I would have keloids all over my face? I'm like, girl. <laughs> I mean, either it's a good ass case of Facetune or fucking. Or she got a complete makeover. Cause child, I tell you, she don't look anything like how she used to look back then. But shout out to Delicious though. Did y'all know she was one of she was with one of those guys that um got falsely accused of that rape in the, in the Central Park, bro? <laughs> that is such a weird crossover. <laughs> how, first of all, how did they even end up with each other before they divorced? That is. Not only that, but they got married. I'm like, that was just such a weird pair. Like, how did that even happen? Like, sometimes I question, is life real? Because how the hell did something like that even happen, bro? But anyways. <laughs> Moving on to the main thing I wanted to talk about on Flavor of Love Season 2, bro. Justice for Like That, bro. Like, Like That was done so wrong. <laughs> Like that? Oh my god. Like, she was done so wrong. Like, I understand, you know, Flav is not into the plus size women, right? But he did like that so dirty. Like, they all, oh my god. Justice for like that, for real. Because I remember even when um G Unit and 3 6 Mafia came over and shit like that to the house, they was like making fun of her. And then. Towards the end, when he, he, when you know, when he was talking to like DJ Paul, he, DJ Paul was like, "I like her, man. She cool as a friend." I'm like, "Is it because she big?" <laughs> and on top of that, she had natural hair. Don't let you be big with natural hair. Like, I feel like they went harder on her because she had like kinky 4C hair. Like, am I crazy for believing that? You know, it could have been some texturism, you know, at work and that. Cause just imagine if like that was like. The same size, but her hair was straight. I felt like they would have been more lenient on her. Because she had a shape. Like, it's not like she was big and she was like an apple shape. Like, she had like an hourglass shape. Like, she had, you know, she had a shape. Like, she wasn't that bad looking. But I feel like because of the fact that she was big. And I, I and granted, you know, that's not Flame's type. He could have let her go the first night if that's the case. But to continue to leave her there so she could be humiliated. I just feel like that wasn't right. Justice for like that, for real, bro. Like... <laughs> Justice for like that. Like, she did not deserve to be done like that, for real. <laughs> you feel me? Um, so, now let's talk about Crazy. You know, the type of <laughs> the type of confidence that Crazy has in her lack of talent to sing is, you know, the type of confidence that I feel like a lot of us should aspire to have in any aspect of our life. You know what I'm saying? Because she was really confident in her singing voice. And she sounded like a cat being operated on without no anesthesia. Like, <laughs> she sound, I don't know. This is for all my rabbit owners. 
you know, to anybody out there who's ever owned a rabbit, right? When the rat, when you had a rabbit under distress and they started screaming, doesn't that sound like crazy singing? <laughs> beautiful girl, beautiful, gorgeous girl. But child, <laughs> she did not have any talent. I'm like, bruh, how did she really think that she could have sang? And then Flav was just sitting there tolerating it, bro. Like, he was just all like, yeah, like. I'm like, so you're not gonna tell this bitch she can't sing? Like, seriously, was New York the only one with some damn sense over there? <laughs> like, sweet Jesus. Like, she didn't tell Crazy straight to her face that she couldn't sing, but golly, at least she commented about it in the fucking confessional. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to Toasty. Toasty, man. <sighs> Girl. I don't know, man. She was just... She looked like she smelled like cat piss. <laughs> she looked like she smelled like a damn litter box. I'm talking about this bitch looked like she... Mm. Toasty... Chow. Mm. She was not that girl. <laughs> um, Simply put, without being too mean... She was not that girl. She was not her. She was not her. <laughs> and then Flav put her on smack cam. No, I think it was Nibbles. <laughs> Nibbles put her ass on smack cam by going up to Flav's room and telling him that she did corn. And Flav was like, she done corn. Boy, Flav fine. And then Flav turned around and put her ass on smack cam. He he. <laughs> I tell you, man, these shows was funny as hell. He gonna pull out this big ass portrait of her. <laughs> I'm like, Flav, now you know you didn't have to do that. Oh my God. And so out of curiosity, you know, later on down the line, child, of course not as a child. But later on down the line, I went to go search up on the good old corn hub about this toasty video situation. I'm like, how the fuck did this? And then I watched it. I was like, oh, God. I did not need to look at that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Something about toasty just... Child, she was just off-putting as fuck. Something. <laughs> Now you know I can't talk about Flavor of Love 2 without talking about the girl who shit on the floor. First of all, how the fuck do you t I don't care how fucking- First of all, it's clear as day that she didn't have no drawers on. Cause if you had on drawers, like the shit would have been caught up in your underwear. So she wasn't wearing no drawers. And she spread her ass cheeks. And took a shit on that nigga floor, bro. Oh my god. How do you shit yourself as an adult? I don't care what the fuck the, the event is that you're at. You better run upstairs to the bathroom and be like... She could have put a... They, the producers could have really put a comedic twist to it. Like the editors. She, they could have zoomed in on her and, he, and then Flav could have been like... S what you doing? And then she could have been running on the stairs like, I gotta take a shit! And then they could have put that goofy ass music in the, in the background like they usually do. Like, why didn't they, why didn't she think to like, just run upstairs and go take a shit? Like, why would you take a shit on yourself outside of the bathroom on national TV? 
<laughs> like, did she think that was that would be much better than her just running to the bathroom? Bruh. At your big age. Now, last but not least, I know this is a person that y'all probably don't remember because she, as hard as she was trying to be iconic, she was not. But I had to bring her up real quick because she was just irking my nerves throughout the whole fucking um, season. I mean, throughout her, you know, the episodes that she was in. Spunky. Now, she was just trying way too hard to have her New York moment. And, like, and, and, and you'll see this with a lot of these shows. Like, they're the, I don't know if it's the producers telling them that they have to, you know, try to replicate New York's success so that, she, you know, the shows could get ratings and shit. But Spunky, as hard as you were trying, you was one of the most forgettable people on season two. And most people listening to my podcast right now probably won't even remember who the fuck you were. But, you know, let me um refresh your memory. Spunky was the girl with the kinky, like, reddish auburn hair. I liked her hair color. Don't get me wrong. But she was trying way too hard. Like, she was being such a bitch. I'm like, girl, no. There's only one Tiffany Pollard. Okay, one, there's only one Tiffany Pollard. Like, you could try to come close to being as iconic as she is, but you could never be as iconic as she is. There'll never be another New York. Like I said, there's people who have come close, but there will never people, there will never be people that have, um, outshined her, per se, you know. Um, you know, she was just trying a little too hard, like, and it was just very, um, humiliating to watch you know it's very embarrassing to watch somebody so clearly try to have a new york moment on one of these shows you know what i'm saying now i was debating whether or not i wanted to talk about season three right because that was the most forgettable season but i did watch it as a kid right at around the time it was released because honestly i love ghetto reality tv dating shows you know what i'm saying so I'm just going to glance over everybody real quick. I'm not everybody. Over these main characters real quick in this season. This was a forgotten ass season. And you can tell that Flav was clearly over it by how smug and arrogant he was in this season. <laughs> like in the other seasons, he was funny and wholesome and shit like that. But he was over a child. He only did this season solely to fulfill his contract. His contractual obligations. Yes. Only solely to give him exactly what he promised to give the, you know, the company 51 Minds. So he had his family at home. He was perfectly fine. He didn't want these women. He was just having fun. And, you know, honestly, he was over it. Because, of course, I imagine, you know, getting on a show and filling out, you know, 20 different women's energies and going through the whole shebang and being mic'd up and filmed, it can get a little exhausting and tiring. You don't say. (laughs) But Flav was just, at this point, he was over it, y'all. He's like, I already did season one. I already did season two. How many seasons do I have to do? Do I have to fake looking for love when I already have my own family at home, damn it? <laughs> so, see, um, season three of Flavor of Love. Of course, it's the forgotten season that nobody really cares about because, you know, the iconic New York wasn't on it because she was already working on her own show by then. Thing one and thing, thing two. You know, the offensive thing about him was it's okay to be ugly but when you're ugly times two like that shit is so offensive to me like why are you torturing me like that like i don't feel like that's right like you're already ugly one time and you're gonna have the audacity to be ugly again like come on 
haven't we suffered enough? <laughs> like, you not only ugly one time, but you ugly two times. Like, those were the most unattractive set of twins I've ever laid eyes on in my life. And if Flav was over there hyping them up, I'm like, Flav, are we both looking at the same set of twins? <laughs> he acted like he was looking at Tia and Tamara. I'm like, bro, these bitches is fried. <laughs> and thing two ended up winning. Oh, shit. I didn't. <laughs> listen, I would have hoped if y'all listening to this podcast that y'all y'all watch the shit already. Damn it! I'm sorry if I spoiled anything for anybody. Just act like you didn't hear that if you didn't watch season three already. <laughs> Anyways, child, they and they was and they was trying too hard on the damn season. They ass was annoying as fuck. I'm like, girl, bye. Oh, and sincere old big forehead having ass. You know what I'm saying? Sincere, I feel like if she, I don't know if she have kids, I don't know what she up to these days, but I feel like if she was ever pregnant, she'd be pregnant in her forehead, because that forehead was something serious, and this is coming from a bitch who got a fat ass forehead, okay, I got a big ass forehead, I have a fucking jumbotron for a forehead, damn it, so I could comment on this, okay, it's like the pot calling the killer black, I know, but listen, <laughs> that bitch's forehead was something serious, till this day, I don't think I've seen a more, a more, outstanding ass forehead rihanna can't even come close to that to the forehead the type of forehead that sincere had on her i don't even think she blew rihanna the fuck out of the water she blew tyra banks the fuck out of the water okay those bitches foreheads are minuscule compared to her shit and her shit had this great big vein going down it and she was so oh my god she was so evil looking like she looked like an evil villain like her eyebrows, her forehead, child, she was very interesting to look at. I'll say that. <laughs> There's only one person on this season that I really liked, and that's Miami. Miami is my bitch, yo. Shout out to Miami, yo. Miami. Miami is nice, so I'll say it twice. <laughs> Shout out to the Golden Girls fans. Miami, bro. Not only are we from the same state and the same region, bro, but she's just such a bad bitch, bro. Like she was such a baddie, like high maintenance baddie. Like I love those type of women. Like I, she was just she kept herself up. Like she was educated. She was just that bitch. Like she she was clearly too good to be on that damn show fighting for that ugly ass man. But she wasn't there. She was just there to be bougie. She she like. My thing about Miami is, right, she's not just a regular bad bitch. Like, she was video vixen bad. Like, literally, I could, you could, inv- you could picture her in, like, music videos at around that time. She should have been in the lollipop video. <laughs> Lil Wayne should have tapped her on the shoulder like, uh, come on, it's in my lollipop video. <laughs> oh, my God. Why was she, why was she not a video vixen, bro? She could have made bang. Like, she was such a baddie. Like, and she was the OG young Miami. Like, she, they both got the same, like, cadence in their voice. Even though, like, not everyone from down here sound like young Miami, but it's like, you know, we have a specific type of accent down here in South Florida. So, you know, they had the same accent, but not this, you know, and the same cadence, which I was shocked about because not everyone down here talk like that. You know what I'm saying? We, we may all have the same accent, but not, like, the same, same cadence. So... She was young Miami before young Miami was able to be young Miami. <laughs> mm. She was Carisha before she was Carisha, man. 
I mean, before Carisha was Carisha. Yeah, I was just so obsessed with her. Like, she was my, the only person that I really liked on that show. I was obsessed with her. Loved her. And last but not least, I just, I just want to sh- touch on Shy and her doodle breath real quick. Shy is so embarrassing. Again, another bitch trying to be like New York. There's only one Tiffany Pollard, bruh. And you bitches can't even come close to being as iconic as she is, bro. Like, Shy, you're a flop. Like, <laughs> and your breath stink. <laughs> come on now. Bruh, Shy. <laughs> she, bruh, she was just trying way too hard. Way too hard. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, you're bound to have that on these shows, right? Now I'm done with that garbage-ass season. Let's move on to one of the most iconic dating shows of all time. I love New York! Oh, my God, I've been dying to get on this shit because I have so much shit to say about it. Like, I got a mouthful, bro. (laughs) I got a fucking mouthful. So, of course, after the iconic-ass New York got her heart broken for the second time on season two of Flavor of Love... She went on to host her own show. Yes, the iconic as I Love New York 1 and I Love New York 2. Let me run it down. <laughs> so we start off the season with like, I think it was 17 niggas or, or 20, I don't know. And a lot of them were forgettable, except for these ones that I'm about to bring up right now. So let's start off with Tango O Ninja Turtle. <laughs> a teenage mutant ninja turtle boy he looking like he coming straight from the sewer and shit (laughs) child this nigga was so he was so irritating bro like i don't know why he won like but like i said like these shows are not real so they have a creative way of doing things right they they make the person that they make the um contestant that the um host is not really that interested in win so that they can have another season so that the person can all you know fulfill their contractual obligations I mean obligations <laughs> you know what I mean so Tango man he was just doing too much like he was just trying too hard to be a gangster and he was just his voice is just so annoying like. And he was just too passionate. And it was this one scene where you could clearly tell it was scripted. Like, he, where him in New York was getting into that argument, right? And then he stood in the corner fucking doing the R&B finger grasp thing. You know? Finger clinch. I mean, hand clinch thing. You know the thing that the R&B singers used to do back in the early 2000s and late 90s and shit? Where they, they used to lean up against the wall, look in the air, and then they, they, they fucking like... <laughs> That's what the fuck he was doing. I'm like, bruh, stop this bullshit, bruh. <laughs> and he used to wear his hat on the side like he was trying to summon a sea bear. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh my god. I'm like, Tango, be fucking for real, dog. <laughs> he used to wear his hat to the side. <laughs> And he talking about some he a Florida boy. Nigga, we don't claim you. <laughs> I could not stand that man. Like that man was just so annoying. Like <laughs> when he was at the reunion, he was talking about some I watched New York disrespect my mom. You know what? I actually don't blame him for reacting like that. Cause uh, and I'm gonna get a little further down the line. 
you know what? I could bring it up right now since I'm talking about Tango. <laughs> New York fucking was talking cash shit about it. I'm like, you know what, New York? Maybe this is why you can't find love. Because New York was so fucking rude, dog. <laughs> the way she was talking about Tango's mom. <laughs> she called Tango. She said, and I think this is verbatim. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm trying my best to remember off the top of my head. But she was like, Tango's mom is like a brick wall. Plain and <laughs> New York! New York is so... She was violating everybody, bruh. <clears throat> oh, man. Woo, child. Real Chance. Bro, when I was a kid, Chance had me weak in the knees. Like, Chance had me in shackles. Like, when I tell you, I used to crush on him so hard. Like, he was like, he was literally like everything I used to like in a man when I was younger. Like, he was so aggressive. <laughs> he was so hot-headed. And he was, he used to be fine to me. <laughs> like, this man had me. I'm like, when I was a kid, I used to be like, damn, he's so cute. Like... <laughs> I'm like, look at Chance. Oh my god. <laughs> With his gap. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Bro, Chance used to have me weak in the fucking knees, bro. Like, I get so weak in the knees. Like, <laughs> I used to want him in New York to end up together so bad, but obviously, like I said, that's how the show has to go, right? But I, at, at the same time, I don't really feel like Chance, you know New York was Chance's type because you, as you can clearly see, Chance like the um Asian or Spanish looking girls. Like I, I, you know he, you know they're from California and shit. So it's like I feel like I always felt like that was his type, but. You know, he probably has some real feelings for New York. You know, to this day, you know, they had some things, you know, they had some shows together like a couple years ago where, they, you know, there was, you know, you can still feel that old ting, you know, they still wanted that old ting back, you know, <laughs> you could you could still, you know, sense that spark and that flair. Now, of course, I can't talk about Chance. Let me, let me not. Guys, I'm on the verge of crying talking about this. You know, I can't talk about Chance without talking about real. Let me stop. I'm not really crying right now, but I'm a, I'm trying to calm myself down. Rest in peace, real. You were such a national treasure. Like, oh my God. Real was so pure and genuine. He was, he, the world did not deserve this man. Like, oh my God. <sighs> Bitch, I'm about to cry. Like, okay, let me, let me get it together. Real was such a good man. Not only was he aesthetically pleasing with his beautiful, lustrous, healthy hair, but he was just such a nice person at heart. You could just tell he was a pure soul. He emitted such, he radiated such a positive energy. He, he did not deserve what he went through. He did not deserve this. Like, Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, I'm just getting so emotional. Just rest in peace. Rest in heavenly peace, Real. He was so funny. Like, the type of guy that Real was. And, 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 
I love the reason why I loved Real so much was because he was actually a nice guy. He wasn't one of those manipulative ass nice guys. I was like, I'm a nice guy and girls don't want me. I'm a nice guy and girls don't want me because they want thugs. Like, no, Real was genuine. He was real. That's why he got his name was deserving and fitting. He 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 embodied that name. That name was the very description of the type of guy that he was. He was such a good person. And you can just tell that that's genuinely how he was. Rest in heavenly peace, real. Colon cancer is a motherfucker, dog. Done took away somebody so pure. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, oh, man, 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 man. I'm I'm so sorry to Chance that he had to witness his brother go through that. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, like, I remember around the time I heard about that and then I saw his post on Instagram where he would be in the hospital bed. Like, I broke out in tears. Like, when I tell you I was sobbing, Cause I'm like, this can't be fucking happening right now, bruh. Like, I can't believe that I'm actually looking at this right now. Like somebody who, whom I loved watching on TV as a child, who I always loved as a person, just going through something so devastating like that. But real was so funny, man. He was, he was. He was, <laughs> he was so damn funny. Like, I remember our I Love Money. He was like, <laughs> when Chance, when they were doing the kissing challenge and Chance refused to do it. And he was all like, of course these people have no problems kissing each other. They're immoral. He was so funny. He proposed the damn hoops and I Love Money. I'm like, damn, this nigga was wildin'. <laughs> <laughs> he proposed to hoops. I don't know if that was staged by producers to create some interest, but I feel like I feel like hoops was really his type too. Like I feel like he liked the um light brown girls with the brown hair. Like that was really his type. Like like you know what I'm saying? You you can see what's team. But nonetheless, he was really nice. Stallion is, you know what I'm saying? The stallion is. They were so iconic, bro. Like. They was the you know most iconic people to come out of the I Love New York franchise. So, yeah. Um, rest in peace, real. You are truly missed, and we all love you. Okay, now moving on to T. <laughs> T. Weed was a fucking fraud. You know what I call T. Weed? I call him Munchies Pizza. <laughs> watching this shit bruh because bruh he talk about some i have a i have a um tumbleweed business that, that's worth over 100 million i'm like then why the fuck you on reality tv <laughs> like be fucking for real bruh you you have a you have a tumbleweed business and you're on reality tv like like bruh you seem like if if it was worth over 100 million dollars you seem like a very busy man that's about his business why the fuck would you want to associate your image with trashy ass dating shows, bro? Like, you would you would be able to get any woman you want and you came on a reality show to fight for one. 
and he didn't even look like he was worth a hundred milli. <laughs> Bruh, this nigga, this nigga perm was fried. <laughs> Nigga's lips was fucking chapped. Nigga, nigga, nigga style was cheesy. And I don't know why, you know, Sister Patterson in New York trying to act like this man was just a, 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 a fucking dream boat to look at. Like, this nigga was fried. <laughs> Oh my god! He was so fried! Like, this man was not attractive. Like, I don't know who they was looking at. I don't know if they was looking at somebody in the background and then they, they, they was commenting on them and then VH1 manipulated it to try to make it seem like they was talking about Wee. But I'm like, we can't be looking at the same Wee. <laughs> and this nigga just disappeared off the face of the planet, bro. I'm like, what the fuck happened to Wee? <laughs> Talk about some, and then uh, in in the fucking um in his confessional, I love money, right? He talking about some. My name is T Weed, and I was known as the guy on the show that was about his money. I'm like, shut the fuck up! You <laughs> you was known as the nigga who lied about being worth a hundred million dollars, and the last job that you had was in t- in Munchies Pizza in 2002, my nigga, and you had bad credit, like. Oh my god. And New York and her mom really was eating that shit up. Like, I'm like, bro, you can't be fucking for real. Y'all really believe T-Weed when he said that he had a $100 million business, bro? You really think a nigga with a $100 million business would come on reality TV doing this fuck shit? Unless he was really bored? Be so fucking for real right now. <laughs> ah, oh my god. Okay, next I was about to talk about Heat, but I have to talk about Heat when I talk about 12-pack because they they both are a fucking package deal. Um, so I have to talk about both of them together. So I'm going I'm to come back to Heat. Pootie. Now, <laughs> I didn't think I would be talking about Pootie, right? Because Pootie wasn't really like a standout character. He, but it was just one episode, bro, that had me cracking the fuck up, bro. Pootie had a mental breakdown on the fucking episode where they had the challenge where they had to present to New York how they was going to make the money. This nigga said, I was an extra in the world. Of- <laughs> he said, he said uh, my car, my car might get repoed so I keep it at my cousin's house. When I get back home, I might not have nothing to go home to. And this nigga fell down the stairs and then they called the ambulance. I'm like, stop it! Just <laughs> This nigga I'm like I was always like, bro, why the fuck this nigga had a mental breakdown, bro? Did the producers tell him to do that? breakdown over bruh and he was just like having another he was still in the midst of an emotional breakdown when he had to date with sister patterson and he had to take his ass home i'm like i believe he did that shit on purpose (laughs) because it's like what the fuck was he having a mental breakdown over like that shit made no sense to me as a kid because of course as a kid you gonna think these shows are real but it's like (laughs) oh pootie was so fried Rico, oh my god, like, I thought Rico was so fine to me, like, he was so fine to me, but, like, 
I remember he got into some hot water in the first episode because he called New York a negrita. And, and, and that's really not a derogatory term, but she, you, you know, New York is not Latina. So she didn't know that it meant, you know, it was not derogatory. And New York was just losing her mind because she thought, she thought Rico called her a little nigger. I'm like, bruh, New York. New York could have easily solved that situation by just simply asking Chamo, what the fuck did this nigga just call me? Is it, is this, is, did he just call me a little nigger? And then even Chamo's like, look, New York, don't freak out. I don't know. That, that was probably exaggerated for TV. I mean, I can understand where New York is coming from because if you're not Latino, you know, you're going to think that what that person's saying is offensive because it sounds like Negro. You know what I'm saying? It sounds like they're calling you a little Negro. But, you know, that's not, you know, it's not an offensive term. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> White boy. Now, <laughs> God, I'm, I'm afraid to say this, Lord, because I, I just feel like people going to fucking burn me at the stick if I say this shit. But I'm going to say it anyway. God, I don't care. Like, this is my opinion. Y'all, I had a little crush on White Boy. Like, White Boy was so fine to me. Like, and to this day, he would have been fine, right? But he has those fucking locks in his head. If he cuts them shits off, he will go back to looking just as fine as he did when he was on those shows. White Boy was so fucking fine to me. I don't, I don't give a fuck what nobody's like. like he, he was so sexy to me. Like, he was just, oh my God. Like, he had the shackles too. I know people gonna be listening to this like, girl, be so fucking for real. Like, I'm being honestly for real. Like, I am. Like, like you know, I I like the white boy. Like, <laughs> I liked him. He was he was fine. Like, what the fuck you want me to say about that? <laughs> but man, white boy. <laughs> I remember when white boy got the call on the show that one of his homeboys died and he put that fucking he put that shirt over his head to act like he was crying I'm like now nah, white boy you know ain't no damn tears coming out those damn eyes quit it <laughs> quit it now stop it <laughs> but nah there's really not that much for me to say about white boy besides the fact that I had a little crush on him and I thought he was fine um, cause he was just like so mysterious. Like he 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 really was like you know laid back. Like he he really ain't really divulged too much about himself. You feel me? Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I I, I do feel like re- New York should have probably picked either him, Chance, or Real over fucking Tango. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still irritated by that. Cause I'm like, yo, bitch, you really picked Tango. Ugh. I felt like she had a great chemistry with White Boy and Chance, but of course, she's not going to pick the ones that she has good connections with because she needed another season, bro. And which I'm kind of happy about because the next season was more iconic than this one, but fuck, man, New York. Like, y'all, you would have been a great couple with these people, bro. Anyway, romance. Like, now, guys, am I crazy for believing that romance could have been a possible zoophile? Like, am I crazy for believing that this man could have possibly been a zoophile, bruh? And I said possibly, allegedly, please. Don't sue me, romance, if you're still out there and you're listening to my shit. Please don't fucking sue me, bruh. Like, like I'm not accusing you of being a zoophile, but I'm saying, like, I suspect that you could possibly be one because that nigga was way too passionate about dogs. Like, this nigga was crying over a dog that he had that died, and then on top of that, at the reunion, he announced that he got a new dog. He said, I have a new prince, uh, a new lady in my life. No. I think Lala's the one that said, well, Romance, you have a new lady in your life. I'm like, 
lady, that's a fucking animal. Like, why was this nigga like, you know, I, I love animals. Like, I'm an animal rights supporter. Like, I love animals. Like, you know, that's why I don't eat meat and shit. That's part of the reason why. But it's like, he was just doing too much over that little dog. Like, I'm like, I don't know, man. Something's off about that, man. Like, I don't know if they did. I don't know if it could have been for TV. Like I said, this is this is from the perspective and, you know, you know, from the perspective of believing, like, you know, entertaining the idea of the show being real. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that for a second that couldn't have been staged. But I'm just saying, like, if it wasn't, somebody keep an eye on that man and look through his hard drive. Because <laughs> you might see some something that rhymes with feastiality in there. <laughs> I don't know. That man was just way too passionate about dogs. Mr. Boston. Mr. Boston, I don't know why, but his mannerisms remind me of Trump. Like, he just reminds me of Trump. Like, they don't look anything alike, but I think it's because of the height, the stature, just, just you know, the mannerisms. They don't even talk the same, but he, he just acts like Trump. Like, he just reminds me of Trump. I don't know why. But... <laughs> Mr. Bo- the funniest part about Mr. Boston was him and his little white booty. Like, <laughs> Mr. Boston was a pervert. He was always trying to touch up on the girls that I love money. I'm like, bro, Mr. Boston, stop doing that, bro. You are perverted, bro. You are sexually harassing these women. Like, <laughs> stop sexually harassing those women, Mr. Boston, allegedly. It's my opinion. I'm not saying he was. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. I'm not saying he was. I'm just saying my opinion. I thought he was sexually harassing those women on I Love Money. Yeah, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm shocked that he made it that long into the show because I thought he would have gone home the first night or maybe the second episode. I did not think he would have made it as far as he did. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, Mr. I didn't really, Mr. Boston, let's be completely and totally honest. Mr. Boston is not New York's type, and, and New York is not Mr. Boston's type. Mr. Boston has never been... You could tell that he was a fucking spoon-fed baby. You could tell that nigga comes from wealth, and he comes from a stable home, and he grew up in the suburbs. He ain't never been around no damn black people, okay? <laughs> so he went on the show, probably looking for some clout, trying to put himself out there as a reality TV star. And then he, you know what I'm saying, he ended up on I Love New York. You know what I'm saying? He was a good part. He was good for TV, but it's like, Mr. Boston, really? You know you wouldn't go for a woman like New York. <laughs> oh, man, he was funny as hell, though. Shout out to Mr. Boston. I don't know what he's doing these days, but he, he wants absolutely nothing to do with the New York franchise, child. Anyway, Bones. Bones, he was so wholesome. Like, I thought he was... <laughs> I thought he was funny. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because he was just like... He was just like himself, you know, God fearing and shit like that. And, you know, he was always praying and shit. You already know you have to have that Christian of the show. And, and I felt like he was a good addition to the show by, you know, having that. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Bones. And by the way, Bones is a, I think he's a sports journalist, Um, you know, on the news somewhere in some state. Shout out to him. He really doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? And now, last but definitely not least, 12-pack in heat. 12-pack in heat. I feel like we're butt buddies. These motherfuckers were gay. I'm sorry. 
these motherfuckers, I look at them and I just get flaming homosexual. I don't understand what these women saw in him. Like Heather, he had Heather, Daisy, and New York in shackles. I'm like, what the fuck do they see in this man? This man looks like an action figure, bruh. Like, he looks like those wrestling action figures I used to look at at fucking Toys R Us when I was a kid. Because I, I used to be a huge wrestling fan. But I'm like, what do they see in this man? Like, this man looks like a fucking action figure. Like, what do y'all see in him? Like, for real. Like, deadass. Like, I would like to personally interview New York and all these women and be like, how do you find him attractive? I don't know. Like, he, to me, he seems gay attractive. There's a difference between straight attractive and gay attractive. Like, gay gay men usually go for, like, ripped dudes because they, like, really big strong men like that's usually what gay men find attractive and straight women usually you know like to go for guys with like soft builds like they don't really care about the guys you know physique you know what i'm saying but gay men like they love guys that are like ripped and jacked like that's their type so flaming homosexual like in the reunion like when when there was when they was doing the interview when when he was talking on the mic you see how fucking 12-pack was looking at him and, and scooting up behind him? They was butt buddies. You could not tell me they did not fuck. Like, bruh. These motherfuckers was fucking on each other, bruh. When, when the cameras turn off, he would jump in Heat's bed and be like, So, what's shaking bacon? <laughs> Let me stop. These are all allegations. These are all my opinions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they were butt buddies they were booty pals these niggas and and 12 pack got a whole family now bro i'm like he i see he's still trying to keep up the image that he's straight child <laughs> but i remember when new york <laughs> i remember when he told new york that he was gonna put his grandma and his mom before him and i'm like hell no <laughs> I'm like, New York had every reason to be mad at that nigga for saying that. Because it's like, if you get serious with a woman, why are you going to put your mom and your grandma over her? Like, you, you have a new family now, nigga. Like, you have new priorities now. Like, that was back when you was like a little kid. Now it's time for you to grow up. You have your own priorities. Like, your wife is supposed to come first, and then your mom, and then everyone else comes afterward. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because... <laughs> You have to have some sort of romantic relationship outside of the relationship that you have with your mom and everyone else in your family. So, I'm like, what? Ah, this is why I don't deal with mama's boys. Like, I, I like men who have great relationships with their mom. Don't get me wrong. Like, you have to have a great relationship with your mom because if you don't, that's a red flag to me. You know what I'm saying? It's going to show me that you don't have respect for women and you probably are going to abuse me in some way, some way, shape, or form. Or do me wrong. But a man who's a mama's boy, like, you have too close of a relationship to your mom is a bit much. I don't like that. No, I don't like that. Like, you're too close. Like, your mom comes before everything. Like, you're just too close to your mom. Like, too close for comfort. Like, I don't like that at all. I don't like mama's boys. Because that bitch is always... I mean... Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me stop. Because <laughs> you, your mom is always going to come before me, and that's unacceptable. Like, I don't like that anyways child that's it for season one of i love new york i love new york too damn this is a long ass fucking podcast but but y'all stay with me you know it's because i'm really passionate about this topic starting off now you know at the reunion tango broke fucking oh i forgot to mention spoiler alert so if you haven't watched the show yet 
don't listen beyond this point because I'm about to give some spoilers. So don't fucking slap the shit out of me because I'm about to spoil it for those, you know. So turn it off now. Go watch the show and then come back and finish this podcast if you haven't. But for those of you who have, um, Tango, you know, Tango broke New York heart at the reunion. He was standing there with his big goofy ass and his sideways hat. Talking about some, I watch New York. Disrespect my mom. I mean, I watch New York. Disrespect my mom. I was there for Tiffany. I like Tiffany. I'm like, bro. Bruh. <laughs> Get your corny ass the fuck out of here. And then New York was like, Chance, I should have fucking picked you. And Chance was just looking all smug and shit. <laughs> oh, New York, that's your fault. You decided to pick that fucking Ninja Turtle instead of Chance or a fucking White Boy or a Real. Which was the ones that you would have been paired, you would have had a better um, compatibility with, but you picked Tango. Fucking Tango. Like, really? Next. Anyways, because of Tango old Ninja Turtle Angelo looking ass, she had to have another season of I Love New York 2, which was actually way more iconic than season 1. So, in the season, right, Taylor made. At first, New York was not feeling this, man. Like, <laughs> I was shocked. When I tell you I was shocked that he even won, bruh, because New York was not checking for him. Like, <laughs> New York was not checking for this man, bro. Like, New York, when I tell you New York was not checking for him, she was absolutely not fucking checking for him, man. Not checking for this man at all. Like, she liked everyone but this man. And he was just... <laughs> and he was just being all clumsy and shit. And, 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 he, and then he mentioned her breast augmentation and she was so turned off. So I'm shocked he even made it that far. And then he ended up... <laughs> I'm going to bring that up a little bit later, child. I'm going to bring that up a little bit later. Because, um... Yeah, it, it coincides with another one of the cast, mem- cast members. But yeah, man, she was not checking for that man. Like, that man was doing everything in his power to try to get her attention on the first night. And she was just not checking for it. But I feel like with Taylor Made, she made the perfect decision. Because New York is dominant, right? She's the like she's the type that likes to have control in the relationship and you know be the leader. So I feel like Taylor Maid is a very submissive type. He was willing to do whatever she asked. He was willing to cater to her. He was willing to spoil her and give her whatever she needed. And I feel like that was they were very compatible with each other. They just didn't, you know, they say they broke up because they, you know, didn't have common interests, but I felt like they were very compatible for the sense that Taylor made was gonna fit more perfectly into New York's life than the next person that I'm about to talk about, Buddha. Now, Buddha, bro, I didn't like him on the show, bro. Like I thought he was fine. Like he was big and tall, strong man. Like, mm. and you know, and he was just he just had you know this aura about him, right? But this nigga had like he was arrogant as fuck and he was just slick at the mouth and, and, and just smug and cocky and he was emotionally manipulative and verbally manipulative in a way. He would kind of say things to to try to twist the situation and put it on you to make it seem like you're you're doing wrong. He was way too aggressive. Like <laughs> bro, did y'all see that one scene where he yoked? <laughs> Where he yoked up Taylor Man and Taylor Man was like, help! 
face and he was like and Taylor was like you're a fucking pussy you're a fucking bitch and then he slammed Taylor Mays head upside the fucking wall like it was a basketball <laughs> Taylor Mays head went upside that wall like boom that shit recoiled <laughs> was so fucking bouncy. <laughs> His head went boom. <laughs> somebody edit that. Somebody please edit that clip and put the put the cartoon sound effect that go boom. <laughs> ah! Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, Buddha was way too aggressive. And he was so fucking and he was so fucking manipulative. And, and, and he was, um, and he was just arrogant as fuck. That's why I didn't like him when he was on the show. But one thing I noticed about Buddha, though, he was not checking for those non-black women. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe, maybe he liked Asian women, right? But he was not checking. And you want to know how? Because on um, season two of I Love Money, when, when Leilene was like, I like you. Do you like me too? He was all like, yeah. And then he was all like, I can never be with someone like Leilene. She's. Her lack of intellect, and then, and then fucking Milf was trying to, Milf was all over him, and he was just not paying her no mind. But when it came down to the challenge where they had to um do the ass kissing thing, um the way he was talking about Miami, he was like, how many men would pay to kiss Miami's ass? I was like, this nigga was not checking for the non-black women, dog. I'm like, damn. <laughs> But Buddha, man, he was interesting, bro. He had a messiah complex. Like, he just thought he was God. Like, he just... <laughs> Chow. I had a love-hate thing for Buddha. Like, he, he was fine. He was so captivating. Like, he was so aesthetically pleasing. Like, beautiful eyes, nice head shape, beautiful skin. You know what I'm saying? Nice build. He built good. <laughs> he built good. But man, he his personality was trash. <laughs> and he was way too aggressive, dog. I mean shit, if he would have that aggressive in the bedroom, that that actually wouldn't be a bad thing. Let me stop. <laughs> oh Lord, let me stop. Moving on. Punk, baby aka Jennifer Hudson, baby daddy. <laughs> So Punk, you know, he he very educated, very smart, you know what I'm saying, very classy. I feel like his mom, I mean his parents, you know, raised him very well, you know what I'm saying? He had an old ass sister though. His mom was old as fuck, man. I don't know how how old he was when he was on that show, but he looked he looked like he was kinda young, but I don't know, like he looked like he was like early thirties or like maybe twenty nine. But I don't know if he was like older when he was on that show, right? But man, the one scene that had me crying, bruh, was when he <laughs> was when he was doing that um that interrogation with Chance and Real, and it, and it <laughs> I forgot. Wait, I don't know what made this these events transpire, but he he started getting into it with them, and he went from Harvard alumni to DeVry alumni <laughs> within a quick within a split of a second. That nigga went. He went from Harvard educated to DeVry and dropped out. <laughs> and I 
nigga said, why the fuck you over here? <laughs> and he flipped the table. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson, baby daddy, if you don't come. <laughs> How the fuck did he end up with Jennifer Hudson, bruh? And Jennifer Hudson did him so dirty. <laughs> Oh my god, bruh, how the fuck did he switch up that quickly though, like, the nigga was so classy, the nigga carried himself well, he was so well spoken, only for <laughs> bruh, this nigga went from Boca Raton to Duval County with this <laughs> Punk, punk, how did you switch up like that? Like, so quickly. Like, that shit was so funny. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> but shout out to Punk, though. He, this man wore many hats. This man was a lawyer. He was an actor. He was wrestling. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, was being a lawyer that damn bad that he didn't want to do it no more? Like, shit. <laughs> I don't know if he's still practicing law, child. But anyways, moving on to the entertainer. God, the entertainer, bro. Oh my god, this nigga was a bum. Like, oh my god. When New York called him a loser, she was correct. Bro, because there was no excuses. Like, rent was dirt cheap at around that time, bro. Now, granted, this was filmed in the beginning stages of of the recession right but that was no excuse like he was just a bum like rent was like fucking six hundred dollars at around the time that shit was filmed he could have easily went to school got him a degree got him a good paying job and got him a little place but no he just wanted to live in his parents basement the nigga was 30 years old bruh he was 30 living in his mommy daddy basement bruh I'm like, bro, you, you you gonna act like you didn't have enough money. I don't care. This nigga was working minimum wage jobs. He could have easily got him an apartment on a minimum wage job at around that time, bro. Like, bro, like, this nigga could have worked part-time at McDonald's, worked part-time at UPS, because he said he worked at UPS when they was interrogating him. He could have worked part-time at UPS, part-time at McDonald's, and saved up enough to get him a little place. Like, there was no excuses. Like, the rent was so fucking cheap at around that time, bro. Bruh, the rent was so fucking cheap. Like, the rent was dirt cheap. The rent was unbelievably cheap, bruh. Like, bruh, the entertainer, that was the perfect era for you to get a, a house. I mean, your own place. Even a house, maybe. The nigga could have probably easily gotten him a house. But no, this motherfucker wanted to live with his parents. <laughs> yeah, he was a bum. He was just a failure. Jack. Let me stop. Apparently, he married now. I hope he's not still living with his parents. Because, child, if he's still living with his parents now, he's doomed forever. Because the way these prices looking, child, you had the opportunity to do it back in 07. If you ain't do it then, you, you ain't never going to be able to do it. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. <laughs> you fail me. Oh, man. But Sister Patterson always got these off vibes about the entertainer. Like, she's, she always had said he was off-putting and shit, and she did not like him. 
And say what you want about Sister Patterson, but I felt like she was a good judge of character. Like, maybe there was something about about the entertainer that we wouldn't know, but I, but I don't think there was anything with him because we would have known that by now, right? I don't know. If, if, if the man was devious, we would have known that by now. We definitely would have known that by now. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, but shout out to the entertainer, you know. Hurt. Apparently, he married now, so I hope he's having a good life. I hope he's finally out of his parents' basement. Pretty. Now, I only bring up pretty because <laughs> he was another one that was accused of being a bu- being on the other team, and there was a fight that him and his sister got into in New York that actually was not aired on TV. Probably New York didn't want that the air because it would make her look bad and shit. But, yeah, that's why I brought up Pretty, because I thought that shit was so interesting. You know, I do feel like New York was at fault here. Like, you know, I'm not biased. I'm going to be fair. Even though I love New York, I just feel like it was just not what she did was just, you know, it was a little bit annoying. Like, why was she prying into his private life like that with his sister? Like, how would his sister know about any of this shit? Like, let's be fucking for real. Like, my, I don't even know about the type of shit that my brother does. So, how would she know? I'm just saying, like, I, I don't think that... I don't think she would know that. I don't think she would know about that type of stuff. You know? Yeah, like, I, I really don't think that, you know, she would know about that sort of thing. You know? But... Shout. They they was just asking a bunch of personal questions that a sister would not even know about her brother. Like, I I, I do feel like that was just a bit invasive. Like, I, I feel like New York was definitely in the wrong in that situation, and Pretty was right for storming off of the show because that was just kind of embarrassing and humiliating and intrusive. Like, yeah, New York had no right to ask her sister. I mean, his sister, those type of questions. You know. That was just a bit much. Like, none of that stuff was any of her business. Yeah. Moving on to Wolf. Wolf was another one that had me in shackles. He was so cute to me. He was so fine. He was so country. And, you know, just that vibe about him. Like, there's no doubt he had a big dick for real. (laughs) I just thought it was so fried how how Newark was all like, Oh, so tell me a little bit about yourselves. And he was all like, I got a big dick. But he was cute though. He was fine. And he really, really, really slim. So there's no doubt about it. Like I feel like New York should have took should have broke him down and took him up on his offer before he left. I don't know what problem New York had about him being southern and country. Like I love southern and country man. Now the type of south that I live in is not no country type of south. Like I'm a city girl. You know what I'm saying? I live in the city south, you know what I'm saying? But I never grew up in the country. But I love country men. There's nothing wrong with no country men. Country men could cook, okay? Country men are real men, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my country brothers out there. You know, y'all are real motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are not bitch made like a lot of these other men out here. <laughs> country men are, they're real men. They, they do real men shit, you know what I'm saying? But shout out to Wolf. I don't know how he doing these days, but apparently he was on I Love Money 3, in which we will never see. And I'll get I, I'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> so, this next character on the show, I don't want to say his name because I heard that this word is 
you know a derogatory term for little people so I don't want to offend anyone you know what I'm saying um so I'm just gonna say his name is Widget Mac okay I'm gonna call him Widget Mac so because I don't want to offend nobody I don't want to say any derogatory terms but Widget Mac <laughs> he was so like he was so he was so funny like I loved him like I don't like the way Sister Patterson treated him like when she choked up you <laughs> she choked the fuck out of New York because New York was like if I have a connection with him I'm not just gonna let him go he might witness you know shit like that and then she choked him because she didn't want her to end up with you know him because he's a little person and I'm like really bro like what like i thought midget mac was real i thought he was a good guy i thought he was like you know funny you know what i'm saying i thought he was he had a nice personality you know what i'm saying i, I just feel like the way sis, sister patterson treated him was just wrong like because he never she even give the man so so a chance like did you really want your daughter to find love or was you just there to judge people <laughs> no for real like midget mac was just <clears throat> he was a little cutie, you know what I'm saying? He was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, on, on I Love Money season one, though, I'm not gonna lie, he was a little belligerent. Like, I don't know what the fuck went, got into him. I don't know if the producers told him to act like that because, you know, he probably wouldn't have been competent enough for the challenges. <laughs> no, but I would have loved to see how Midget Mac would do the challenges on um season one had he got past the point um of like the team picks you know what i'm saying like i really want to see how he'd fare in the challenges i want to see how he would do you know considering that there's a lot of water like you know midget mag has a fear of the water so i do feel like the um producers colluded to probably get him off the show so they told him to act that way and act belligerent and shit like that because he probably you know wouldn't be successful in the show due to the, his fear of water and there's a lot of water <laughs> a lot of challenges that involved water so he probably wouldn't have been you know <laughs> useful on the show but shout out to midget mac you know what i'm saying um when he talked to new york about his um his dead girlfriend like that shit touched me you know what i'm saying because i'm like wow you know what i'm saying like that's such a sad thing to go through especially when you you know when you die after giving birth to a child like you know and you just you know that shit is sad but shout out to midget mac i hope he's healthy and i hope he's having a um good life oh my god i accidentally said it oh my god for the little people out there if you're listening to my podcast i'm so sorry i didn't mean to say the word <laughs> i was trying to say widget but you know whatever that was his name on the show i'm sorry about that if if anyone gets offended i did not mean to say that 20 pack 20 pack not wanting to kiss new york is one of either two things one he wasn't really attracted to her and i'm gonna try to believe that that was the reason or two he a little he a little he a little sweet if you know what i mean i don't think you know i don't think 20 pack is gay i think he just was not attracted to new york you know what i'm saying because i i found that you know when 20 pack wasn't attracted to somebody he just didn't want to kiss him and with good reason because like if you don't find somebody attractive and you're not attracted to them why why would you want to kiss them like i throw up at the sight i throw up at the thought of thinking about myself kissing someone that i'm not remotely attracted to <laughs> you know what i'm saying but the girls on flavor of love did it child <laughs> except for sweetie <laughs> sweetie said bitch i'm not doing that fear factor shit y'all could do that bullshit if y'all want to bitch i'm not doing it <laughs> hell no <laughs> Anyways, continuing on. That was just something brief. I just wanted to bring up about 20-pack. Champion. 
champion, man. This nigga went there with the attentions of fucking New York's mom. I'm like, New York did a great job by letting his ass go the first night. And then New York's mom had the nerve to fucking date this man. I'm like, that is so sick. Like, he was on there. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Like, that shit was so disturbing to me. Like, ugh. Ugh. Moving on. And last but not least, it. Oh, my God. <laughs> And I loved him. He was my baby. Like, I'm not saying... Now, when I say this, I'm not talking about, like, aesthetically that he was adorable. Like, he was... His personality was so adorable. Like, he was such an idiot. Like, he was... He was not bright at all. Like, and I thought that was so cute. Like, he was just so, like... He was just so oblivious. Like... <laughs> like, he was just... He so oblivious like he was just such a dumbass his mind was just so fucking empty bro like and then they kept calling him the r word i'm like why they being so mean to him like yeah he wasn't too bright but he was just he was funny like i thought he was funny i thought he was <laughs> oh man i thought i thought the motherfucker was funny you know what i'm saying I I loved it. I thought he was I thought he was so adorable. Like I, I felt like he was a good addition to the show. And people was all like, oh, could he have been acting? That it thing was not an act. That's really how he is. Cause I remember like back in 2019, after I was done binge watching the show again, I found his Instagram and I don't remember for the life of me what the fucking Instagram name is. But I went on his Instagram and he was talking like exactly like that. Like he, <laughs> that's just how he talked. Like that's just how, that's just his vibe. That's just his personality. Like that, he really liked that. <laughs> Shout out to it. I hope he's doing good these days. You know what? I, when he made it to the final three and I love money, I was shocked. I'm like, that was purely by happenstance. That was purely luck. It was because one, the way I love money worked. You, you you know, when you were on the team and y'all won, all of y'all was safe from elimination. And two, Safari, when she was paymaster, you know she was going to let the nigga go. And he was in an alliance with TaylorMade and shit like that. So, <laughs> like, it got to a point where in I Love Money 2, when he, was, when he was doing the final challenge, he just gave up and ordered shrimp. And then the damn shrimp fell on the floor. I love it. I like I love him. Like he was he was just so his mind was just so empty. His mind was barren as fuck. Like he just had no thoughts. Just vibes. Like, shout out to it for real. Oh my god. Alright, now Rock of Love. Again, I'm not gonna go into detail. I'm just gonna glance over a couple people. So Daisy from season two. She was so fried. Like Bruh, like, she was so fried. Like, every time I see her, like, she was not photogenic at all. Like, I'm not saying she wasn't attractive, right? She was, obviously. <laughs> but every time I see a picture of her, like, she was just out of it. Like, I'm all like, oh, my God. It's obvious that she was off something. I hope she's doing better these days. That's all I wanted to say about Daisy. Shout out to her. Megan. <laughs> Bruh, I loved Megan. Megan is the closest thing we'll get to a white version of New York. She was just as quick-witted and just as slick at the mouth as New York was. <laughs> Yo, Meg, I don't care what nobody says. 
Megan was white version of New York, hands down. Megan was so funny, bruh. <laughs> and she wasn't even trying, bruh. She was such a bitch. <laughs> She's like, all I want to do is wear bikinis and tan. <laughs> She was. And she had on no clothes. She always wore bikinis. She never wore clothes, bro. I don't think I've ever seen this woman with clothes on, and, and with good reason. Like you have a body like that, you need to show it off all the time. <laughs> oh man, like I, like I said, Megan is the. She's underrated as fuck. Like people don't really talk about her, and I'm like, why? Like. Just, I, oh my god why are y'all not making a compilation video of her like y'all do in New York cause she's basically the white version of New York she's just as funny and she's just as witty like <laughs> she's just as iconic in my opinion like you know what I'm saying I guess it's because like most of the audience of like Flavor of Love is black and they didn't really watch Rock of Love but if y'all watch Rock of Love y'all will come to realize that Megan was a white version of New York <laughs> She was a white virgin of New York, just a little bit less delusional. But an I Love Money, she made it that far only to <laughs> only to quit because they was about to vote her off. Oh my god. Oh my god. Megan and her dog and she would manipulate people. Oh man, she was a hustler for real, man. She she shout out to Megan. Shout out to Megan, child. Shout out to Megan. We gonna talk about her again, child. Y'all already know why, child. But anyway, moving on, child. Angelique. Angelique was another interesting character. All she wanted to do to get naked. <laughs> she just wanted to be naked. <laughs> okay, she was another one that didn't like to wear clothes, child. Angelique, I remember when she was pouncing on on twenty pack, and twenty pack was just like I felt like I watched a rape happen on live TV, but not live TV. Bruh, she allegedly how I feel I feel like she was sexually harassing fucking 20 pack justice for 20 pack bruh that nigga got raped like that nigga got molested like he obviously didn't want that and you know what I'm bringing this up because this shit really do happen to men but people don't take it seriously that nigga was molested like he did not want that like he did that solely to stay on the show because she was paymaster on I love money too like bruh <laughs> bruh like 20 pack was like he was in a difficult position you know what I'm saying he did not want Angelique he did not find her attractive and with good reason because Angelique oh my god she hit his fuck in the face <laughs> like her body was alright but her face oh my god just the makeup was too heavy the lips were too big just <laughs> <laughs> God, Angelique. Oh man, shout out to Angelique though. Shout out to Frenchie. <laughs> shout out to Frenchie. Okay. Um so the Natasha situation. So on I Love um on Rock of Love bus, the reunion. Natasha damn near killed one of the people on there. I forgot what her name was, but she pushed her, she hit her head and that was the reason why for the rest of the show, for the shows in the rest of 2009, that's why there was no reunions. At first, I thought it was because of the Ryan Jenkins situation, which I'm gonna touch on soon. But it actually wasn't. It was because of Natasha. So we could all thank Natasha 
for the reason why there's not a reunion for I Love Money 4 and a reunion for a Real Chance of Love 2. We can all thank Natasha <laughs> for that. Because I really felt like, I was so annoyed that Real Love, Real Chance of Love 2 had no reunion because it, it's like a cliffhanger. Like, I really wanted to see all the girls come back together and, like, hash things out. Speaking, speaking of Real Chance of Love, let's swiftly move on to that. So after Real, Ch Real and Chance, you know, made their screen debut, reality TV debut on the iconic ass I Love New York season one, they went on to do other shows such as I Love Money and none other than Real Chance of Love. So they had their own dating show where they had all these women pretty much fighting for them and their love, I guess, if you want to call it that. <laughs> so... Cornfed, <laughs> she was on real side. You know, Cornfed, she was like one of those wholesome, innocent girls. But you know, Cornfed, she didn't do shit, and she made it that far. I'm like, damn. Like Cornfed really ain't. She played the game the way she was supposed to. She was just laid back, focused on real. Didn't get into the mix. Didn't get into the drama, and she won the whole thing. She was an unlikely winner, okay? People were not expecting her to make it that far and then, you know, win such a victory like that. But she did. And shout out to Corn Fed. <laughs> she's from fucking Fargo. But, you know, the thing is, she's from Fargo, but she has, like, a Canadian accent. She's from Canada originally, but she moved to Fargo. I don't know, because she, she sounds really Canadian. Like, she has a Canadian-ass accent. Bay Bay Bay. Oh my god, Bay 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 fucking chicken head ass is so annoying, bro. Like, I've never seen somebody that's so annoying. Like, she was always getting on MILF's case. I'm like, bro, she was definitely jealous of MILF because MILF was serious competition. Like, real was really into her, bro. Like, I'm like, bro, like, every second she was always on MILF's ass. I'm like, bro. She was mad aggy. Like, she was so annoying. Like, I <laughs> I was looking in the comment section and it, people was going in on her. It was so funny. Somebody called her boy, boy, boy. I was dying of laughter, bro. She was fucking annoying. Um, Shout out to her, I guess. I don't know what she got going on these days. <laughs> Callie. Callie's actually a really cool girl. I, I always liked her from the very beginning. She seems really laid back and she just seemed like... She was just vibing, honestly. You know, she was also a person. Like, I thought she was going to win the whole thing. But it turns out that fucking Chance picked nobody at all. He was just there for some coochie, bro. <laughs> he was there. He was just there to get some free bitches. And then he, he was going about his way. He didn't really take that show seriously. He wasn't looking for love. He was just trying to have fun. And which I don't blame him. You know, you get to go on fucking vacations and shit. And, and shit, shit like that. But... <laughs> Child, he did Callie so wrong. Like, she did not deserve that for real, for real. But shout out to Callie. She has a YouTube channel. Y'all make sure y'all go check it out. It's Callie. It's called Callie Love and Ani. And she talks about I Love Money too. And she talks about Real Chance of Love. So go check that girl out. Go check her out. Risky. Um, I loved Risky. You know what I'm saying? I feel like she was really laid back, really cool, very beautiful, very bad, very beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I thought it was wrong how Rabbit... <laughs> I thought it was wrong how Rabbit um, talked about how her brother was in jail. Because I'm like, how is her brother in jail? Like, what does that have to do with her? And I, and, and I feel so bad about how they painted her out to be ghetto and hood and shit. 
Cause she really was nice and sweet and laid back. Like she, she just, she didn't do nothing wrong to nobody. It's not like she was walking around like fucking Kiki and I'm gonna get to her in a second. You know, fucking terrorizing people and being a total fucking bitch. Anyways, child, shout out to Risky. I hope she's doing really good this day. Oh, fun fact, Risky and Callie are still friends till this day. That's kind of nice to know. Rabbit, oh my God, Rabbit, I love Rabbit. She was so gorgeous, like she was so wholesome. You know what I'm saying? And she was a cutie, you know what I'm saying? Um, I just hate how Chance did her. Like, Chance Chance did her so wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Chance did her so foul. She did not deserve to be done the way she was done by fucking Chance old fucking horse face. Act. Let me stop. <laughs> Let me chill. But the rabbit got the last laugh because shout out to rabbit. She got a fucking shoe collection in Nordstrom, and she's a millionaire. Let's give a round of applause to Rabbit. She's a successful-ass bitch. Imagine coming from a fucking reality TV show to a fucking successful business owner. Shout out to Rabbit, and she looks better than ever. That's how you do it to them, Rabbit. Shout out to Rabbit. Yes, now that's how you clear a bitch. <laughs> yes! Milf. Milf was fine as hell, you know what I'm saying? But I just feel like she was such a liar. Like, I don't know why she lied the way she did. Like, and she remind me of Blonde Baller. We're gonna get a Blonde Baller. I don't know why Milf lied as much as she fucking did, bro. Like, she she lied. <laughs> Maybe that's why they was on her ass like that. But I ain't really had a problem with Milf. I just had a problem with how, you know, Baby Bay was always on her dick. Like, I'm like, bruh, every second of the episode you turn around you see Bay 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 just picking on MILF I'm like you're clearly so fucking envious of this woman because you know she has such a the connection that she has with real you will never have you know what I'm saying like she was jealous of that cause real only saw her as a friend like real was not really feeling Bay 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 old chicken head ass like that because he's seen that you know him and MILF was on like a higher connection like more than friends type shit you know what I'm saying so shout out to Milf. I don't know what she's doing these days. I mean, <laughs> Bubbles. Bubbles was so fucking pure. Shout out to Bubbles. I hate how they try to make her out to be a dumbass when she obviously wasn't. Shout out to Bubbles. You know, she went to school and, and, and got became licensed in ABA. And I heard that shit is hard as fuck. Shout out to Bubbles. I hate how they did her at the reunion. They was calling her the R word. And, and you know, they was just ganging up on her trying to make it seem like she was stupid. I'm like, come on, man. Bubbles did nothing wrong to nobody. All she did was go there and make people laugh and go home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, y'all so foul for that. Like, it's like, sometimes you, you, your energy could be so high it could irritate they fucking demons. Just a bunch of fucking annoying people. And speaking of annoying people... Let's get on Kiki real quick with her fucking disgusting and foul behavior of how she came at Lusty talking about her mom, talking about something. That's why your mama dead. That's why your mama dead, bitch. Lusty is better than me because had I been Lusty, child, I would have fucking went upside her fucking head. I like, I would not have played those games. Like, bitch, Lusty is better than me. I would have said, fuck this show. Fuck, fuck real. She was there for real. I'd be like, fuck real. I'm about to whoop Kiki's ass. I'm about, I was I would shove my foot so far up her ass. I, I do like how KO stood up for her though. I like how KO but KO didn't hit her. I'm like, really KO, you should have you should have went upside that bitch head. <laughs> you should have went upside that bitch's head. Okay? Because she was just so disrespectful and so foul. Like I did not like her at all. 
yet they wanted to get on Risky and call Risky Ghetto. I felt like that was the real hood bitch. <laughs> Fuck Kiki. And I don't hope she's doing well these days at all. Promo. Am I the only one that thinks that promo looks like goddamn Amber Rose? She really didn't know who she was on there for and who she wanted. Ciao, promo. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> That's the only reason why I really brought her up. Sexy legs. Now, <laughs> the sexy legs situation was so wrong because she never even went near Chance with the exception of that time when she went in her room, went in his room to have a conversation with him. And he gonna lie and that lie took her off the show. I'm like, I don't know because, you know, the producers be editing shit a certain way and cutting a lot of shit out. So I don't know if that's really why she got kicked off the show. But if that's really why nothing was manipulated, that shit was so foul how real let her go over a lie. Like, I'm like, you couldn't even look at the footage and confirm whether or not that happened. Like, come on, man. That shit was so wrong how <laughs> Sexy Legs got kicked off. So fucking so hood. So Hood was just a horn dog. Like she was just doing way too much and she thought that would have she thought that would have kept chance made chance keep her, but chow <laughs> it did the complete opposite, chow. Chance was not checking for her. She was too sexually aggressive. Always all up on him. And I'm like, get off of that man. Chasing him around the house. Oh my god. Just doing too much. No wonder she went home, chow, with her fucking and then tonight will be the line that I will fall for you. Haircut. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and last but not least, Stalker. <laughs> Stalker made this nigga chance a clock like he was fucking flavor flavor. <laughs> I'm like, you can't be serious right now. She was always following Chance. <laughs> Chance ain't went nowhere near her. Why the fuck I heard that Stalker... I never really saw the footage, but I heard from several people in the comment sections of these videos that Stalker actually went in on Chance and accused him of being gay on the reunion. <laughs> oh my god. Bruh. Stalker was so bitter because Chance ain't want her ass. I'm like, bruh, get over it. He don't want you. They, how the fuck on all these shows, they always had somebody that looked like the Yeti on there. They were so obsessed with the Yeti. They were so obsessed with Bigfoot. Like, <laughs> anyways, child, swiftly and professionally moving on to season two, which is going to be the last season of a show that I'm talking about. And then we're going to move on to the infamous Ryan Jenkins situation. So Hot Wings. Hot Wings has one of the most captivating, breathtaking faces I've ever seen. Like Hot Wings is honestly so beautiful. You cannot find a flaw with her face. Like she like she's just so stunning. Like I look at her and I'm like, wow, like I can't believe she's so beautiful like that. Like she was just she, her face was just unbelievably flawless. Like there's no imperfections to be found. So with that being said, she was annoying as hell because she was such a fucking crybaby that whined all the time. I don't know if it was because she was really young. She was like 21 on the show, but she was just so, so immature. Like I don't understand she was young, but she was she was always crying about something, always whining and crying. And she won. I'm like, damn. I can't believe she won because, child, Chance was so annoyed by her ass. And how she went in on Chance. Like, how the fuck did she win? I think it's because of her beauty. Because she was so breathtakingly beautiful. 
but yeah shout out to hot wings though she's still working at hooters let me stop <laughs> of course not mama sita she was a breath of fresh air like she has such a nice personality i feel like her and chance were perfect for each other they were perfect for each other um i guess you know the reason why he didn't pick her is of course like i explained earlier because you obviously can't pick the person who you're most compatible with and will be more successful because how are you going to film a third season to fulfill your contractual obligations to VH1, right? <laughs> so, but I feel like there was definitely a huge spark between her and Chance. They would have been, they were very compatible. They would have been perfect with each other. Um, so shout out to Mama Sita though. Um, she reminded me, she was a little bit ditzy now. <laughs> she reminded me of Marcia from, um, season three rocket love buzz you know sassy i love sassy like she was just she's another high maintenance bougie I, like i said i like that type of woman especially seeing black women like that because they always want black women to like feel so low about themselves and like you know walk around any type of way and, and you know so for her to like be so uppity and, and and you know bougie and high maintenance i love that about her you know what i'm saying you know what I'm saying? It was this one saying that she said on the show that's so fucking iconic and inspirational. She said, are you a pipe or a diamond? Because pipes burst under pressure. Diamonds don't. And I'm like, you know what? I'ma use that shit! Shout out to Sassy. She was beautiful. She was that bitch. You know, I, she should have been a model. She should. She could have definitely made it as a model. She had everything going for her. You know what I'm saying? Um... You know what I'm saying? Like, she was that bitch. Like, like the only thing I didn't like that real did there in that situation, though, was telling her that she was way too high maintenance. And I'm like, don't tell women that. Like, you, you, you just say you can't deal with a bad bitch. Like, just say you can't handle a bad bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop. <laughs> Pocahontas. Now, I don't know why, but towards the end, this is where I didn't agree with Sassy. Because she was getting mad. She was getting irritated that Pocahontas just seemed so perfect and shit. And I feel like, in that event, I feel like it was a storyline that production created because they knew that she had skeletons in her closet from her casting tape. Now, to be fair, I feel like on the casting tape, the girls probably lie about certain shit so that they could stand out to the, you know, recruiters of the show and, you know, land the gig with the show. So, I don't feel like what Pocahontas said was, you know, factual. I don't because, like... When you're getting casted for these shows, like, they're looking for people who are, like, interesting. And you have to say outrageous things to, like, make yourself stand out. So, I don't feel like what she said was truthful. I feel like she could have just been saying that just to say it. Just so that, you know, you know, she could have got on the show. Because Pocahontas having sex with, like, two people at the same time, really. She doesn't seem like the type to do that. I could be wrong. But, like, I, I, I like Pocahontas. I thought she was breathtaking, too. She had really nice hair. I thought that her and Rio would have been very compatible with each other, too. They would have looked really good with each other, you know, as well. So, shout out to Pocahontas, you know what I'm saying? Classy. Cla <laughs> Classy was so boring. Oh, my God. You see, it'd be people like that. You could tell they had a good childhood. This is why I don't like being friends with people who had a good childhood. Let me stop. This sounds problematic as fuck, but before you get mad at me, please hear me out. The reason why I can't be friends with people who had a good childhood is because you didn't go through something that made you create care, you know, that made you develop character and a personality. So you grew up in this boring, monotone ass fucking life 
everything went fine for you everything went good and and and, you know you just you know you wasn't exposed to the crummy embarrassing you know nature of public school that helps you build character like those type of things poverty and trauma those things i'm not saying people have to go through that but those things kind of help you build character it because you create because when you go through those things you create an outlet to try to comfort yourself and you end up developing a talent that makes you entertaining to the masses so therefore that's why i can't hang out with people who had a good childhood because they really had to go through nothing and it's like they're boring they tend to be really boring like you come from you know riches and you didn't really have to work hard to get to where you're at and it's like I don't think people like that entertaining to me. Like, I, I'm sorry, I can't hang around people like that because it's like you don't really have like a store or interesting story. It's like, oh, I had a good life. I went to school abroad to Japan and and you know Europe and I went to school in Sweden and oh, girl, <laughs> like the fuck out my face with that shit, bro. Anyway. Her in that fucking bulletproof wig. She was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. She has some nice features. Beautiful face. But her in that fucking bulletproof wig on her head. That Tyler Perry Studios ass wig that she had sitting on top of her head. I wanted to snatch that shit off her head so bad. Because I'm like, that wig is so tired. And you want to know what else was tired? That fucking joke at the goddamn dinner table that got her eliminated. That joke single-handedly kicked her off the show. When she was talking about some brown chicken, brown cow. Girl, get the fuck out of here. Be so fucking for real. Like... <laughs> okay, moving on. P.S. Now, P.S. Oh, I've been itching to fucking talk about her because... Oh, this shit makes me want to pull my hair out. She had, she perpetuated some microaggressions on the fucking show. She was low-key racist as fuck when she was like going at it. I think it was with going against Sassy. And she talking about some, I can't be around ghetto girls like that. She's so ghetto. I didn't grow, I didn't grow up around that ghetto stuff. I came from a rich family. I'm like, that has, that shit has so many racial undertones under it, bro. Like, and then people in the comments, and then somebody in the comment section was like, just because she said that don't mean she's racist. Are you stupid? Or are you dumb? People don't have to out, people could insinuate certain things without having to say it, you fucking idiot. Like, people could, people could hint at things and not blatantly say it. Why the fuck would she come out and say something racist unless she was bold enough? Like, you you would have to be a complete fucking idiot to think that what she said wasn't giving Klansmen. Like, you have to be fucking, you have to be a fucking dumbass to think that what she said wasn't giving pointy white hood. She's racist. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. For her to fucking say those type of things with like racial undertones like that. Like, I'm like, yeah, she definitely tried to intentionally be racist, but not, you know, too outward with it. Not too, you know, blatant with it. She was trying to be a subtle fucking racist. Like, she could get the fuck out of here with her fucking long neck ass. Why was she Why was she even on that show? She didn't even fit on that show. She looked like she was supposed to be on Rock of Love. I heard they rejected her. That's why she was on that show. I'm like, girl, bye. Junk. Now, Junk, if nobody's gonna say it, I will. Junk has a serious case of butterface. 
and I'm not even gonna elaborate on that. But Junk was starting to get annoying. Like, I liked her in the very beginning, but she was starting to get annoying by how, like, she would be, like, um, just pretty much getting on Blonde Baller's case every single time. Like, I understand Blonde Baller was, like, a compulsive fucking liar, right? Like, she would just lie about the smallest things and shit. That's why I didn't understand why on I Love Money people put their trust in Blonde Baller and her word. She's a fucking liar! <laughs> the bitch literally that's literally what she was known on her show as and you trust her like are you dead ass bro anyway so like junk was starting to get annoying and it, it was really starting to make us black women look bad because it's like you have this white woman and you're constantly going at her because you think she has a boyfriend you think she lying when in reality junk you were the pot calling the kettle black you had a whole man at home from what i heard Junk had a whole boyfriend, bruh. I'm like, bruh. It, that's why you gotta watch out for people who accuse you of shit and who's so adamant on fucking accusing you of shit because they, they be doing the same shit they accusing you of. That's the same type of shit that happened to me in school when I was being bullied for, for this girl was accusing me of being a slut. She had a baby in the eighth grade, bruh. I'm like, who's the slut? I didn't even have the sex in the goddamn middle school and you had a whole baby in the eighth grade bro that made you have to leave the school <laughs> anyway that's a whole other story for a whole other time but yeah like junk was just getting on blonde baller i'm like girl stop like <laughs> you're just doing too much like the shit was not that deep like if she was a liar eventually you know the truth what's done in the dark would come to the light uh you know eventually chance to figure out the truth and kick her ass the fuck out of the house like why were you so dead set on trying to prove something about blonde baller being a liar when you yourself was a fucking liar bitch you had a whole man at home coming on the show and shit trying to act like you girl anyway shout out to fucking blonde baller and junk you know what i'm saying <laughs> Aloha. Aloha was bad. She was beautiful, right? But she she ate fish straight out the package. And I'm not here to disrespect nobody culture by a long shot. Not at all. But I just thought that was a bit off-putting. Like, I've always gotten disgusted by raw fish. I'm like, there's nothing you can do. You want to know how I got scarred for life by raw fish and why I'm so traumatized? Because I remember this one episode of, Ty of the Tyra Banks show I saw in 2009. And, you know, I just I had just came from a long day. Ooh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had just came from a long day of shopping. And then, with my mom, of course, I was like a minor. And then I get on, and then I used to love watching the Tyra Banks show. Like, I used to always tell my mom, like, you know, we could be out all day, whatever. But I gotta get home on time to watch the Tyra Banks show. Like, I would be so mad on days where I would miss the Tyra Banks show. We'd be out so long that I would miss the Tyra Banks show. Like, I'd get so mad. I'd give her the silent treatment. Because I, I love watching the Tyra Banks show. So I got home that day just in time for the Tyra Banks show. And I was eating soup. That, oh my god. This was the worst time where I could have ate ramen noodles. So I was eating ramen noodles. And it was an episode about tapeworms. And they was talking about some, oh, you can get tapeworms from eating bad sushi. I'm like, what? And then they showed a scene in the show where a guy was shitting on a toilet and he shitted out a tapeworm. It was so disgusting. It looked exactly like the ramen I was eating. I damn near threw up. That shit had me so nauseous. I had to throw all of the ramen noodles away. I couldn't eat ramen noodles for about two years after that episode aired. 
I was so fucking mad, bruh. <laughs> like, I'm like, did you really have to show that, bruh? Did I really have to see it, bruh? Like, oh my god, I was so fucking mad. But anyway, and then, but her having a manic episode on the show, I feel like that was a bit of an act. Because, like, it's obvious that that was staged. I'm like, okay, bruh, like, you... You wasn't really having a mental breakdown. Like, I'm not trying to deny that anything happened to her that caused her, you know, or that she had a mental illness. But on the show, that shit just seemed fake. Like, I'm just like, girl, stop. <laughs> Wiggly. Wiggly. I feel so bad for Sus. Because Sus was just so... Like, they, they, were, they was just not checking for her. Like, she looked like a fried virgin of Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she looked like Lady Gaga if Lady Gaga was left on the goddamn frying pan too long. Like, bruh, she looked fried, okay? And, you know, I just, in that part, in that one scene where she was reading the poem and then real fell asleep. Oh my god. I'm surprised that she made it past the first episode, honestly. And last but not least, Freckles. Freckles was way too cocky and confident. She wanted to say people look like a man. Girl, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the type of confidence that Freckles... But no, to be honest with you, Freckles wouldn't have looked too bad if she grew her eyebrows out and, you know, and had a better weave in her head and dressed better. Like, I just felt like she looked very... She came off very strong. Which is why I was shocked when she was accusing people of looking like a man. Oh my god. How did I forget to add her to the list? I'm gonna get to her in a second. Yeah, like, Freckles, she 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 literally looked exactly like the Yeti that Chance and, and Real was so obsessed with. Like, I'm like, yeah, she looked like a Yeti for real. <laughs> Child, she reminded me of Stalker. <laughs> they always gotta have a character like that. Always gotta have them. I wouldn't be shocked if they asked her to purposely shave off her eyebrows and thin them bitches and draw them back on so damn thin for for her to portray a fucking yeti on the show. I would not be shocked. Um, Vegas. Vegas was so fucking annoying in the first episode. Like, she was over here just instigating and picking shit. And then that's when, um, what was that girl name again? The really orange girl. Damn, how the fuck I forgot her name? Anyway... She was the girl with the really orange skin. And that girl jumped at, She was about that action. She jumped on top. She didn't give a fuck about the show. That's what Lusty should have did the Kiki old annoying ghetto ass. <laughs> That's what Lusty should have done. Because cause what that girl did to fucking Vegas. When Vegas was talking all that shit. Accusing her of being a man. She pounced on Vegas. She was, she was no talk. All action. I'm like that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Because Vegas needed her ass shut the fuck up. And you want to know how I respect Chance and Real? They let go. They sent home not only the person who, who um beat the person's ass, but they sent home the instigator. You wanna know what I was? Why I respected that so much? Because I remember on on Flavor of Love season two, when Safari got into a fight with um what the fuck was that girl's name? H Town, I think her name was. That girl so clearly was fucking instigating the shit. She kind of shoved. She hit um Safari with the flowers. And she didn't get sent home. But she was just... She was just as responsible, if not more responsible, for a fight even occurring as much as Safari. So why not send them both home? That shit irritated me. But anyway, shout out to Freckles, I guess. And now, I finish this podcast off by talking about the end of an era. Of course, this era couldn't last forever. 
it was only meant to be temporary. You know, good things don't last forever, right? It all came to a crashing end when Megan Hauserman decided to host her own show. They promised her her own show because of the fact that she got beat on by um, Sharon Osbourne at the reunion of season, you know, of Charm School. Megan had a show called Megan Wants a Millionaire. She had a contestant on there called Ryan Jenkins. Tell me why this bitch ass nigga decided to kill his wife and ruin all of VH1's reality TV shows from that day forward. He ruined everything. You ruined everything, you stupid bitch. I hate that man. I hate that man. When I tell you I hate him, I fucking hate him. I was so ready to watch I Love Money 3, bro. And he ruined it because he had he just had to go run the show. I Love Money 3 had such an insane lineup. It had Marcia. It had Lacey. It had Wolf. It had Bucky. It had Delicious. It had a bunch of other people. And he ruined everything, you stupid bitch. <laughs> I hate that nigga. I hate him. He ruined everything. It's because of him. Why I love New York Three and all and a bunch of other shows were shelved. It's because of him. You know what? I don't want to completely blame him. I mean, I mean, yeah, we have to because he, you know, he partook in a crime and shit, and he fucking killed himself like the coward that he is. Anyway, you don't know whose fault it was. Streamline International. Because this man wasn't even an American citizen. He wasn't even from here. He was from fucking Canada. So they fumbled his background check. They did a fucking bad job. Because the company that 51 Minds used... I forgot what the fucking company was called. I forgot. I, I For the life of me, I can't remember right now. The company that they used had to use another company, right? Because he was an American. And then that company was like, yeah, he's clear. This nigga went to... F- went to a sex addiction rehabilitation program and they didn't catch that this nigga went to fucking jail in 2005 for assault and that and, th- and they didn't flag that shit had they caught that shit this nigga would have never been on the show and we would have still had our iconic shows we would have had i love money three we would have been satisfied but no this stupid fucking company had to go fucking miss that charge and then let this nigga on Megan's show. Not only that, but 51 Minds decided to put this fucking crusty bitch on I Love Money 3, ruining everything, you stupid bitch. Ruining everything because not only was he on the show, but he won the fucking show. And they couldn't even fucking ever air that shit. I'm so mad. I I get mad every time I think about it because I'm like, oh my god. Just one, just one mistake ruined the trajectory of everything. It ruined everything. Okay. Had had that shit flagged on his background check. Had they did that shit properly the way they were fucking supposed to, he would have never been on the show, and we would have never had to deal with this situation. But no. 
he just had to fucking ruin everything. And it's because of him why this era came to a crashing end. So Ryan Jenkins rest in literal piss. Fuck you. Honestly. You killed that poor woman and not only did you kill her, but you killed her in the mo- you fucking managed her corpse in the most disgusting and foul way ever that anybody could ever do. You mutilated this woman so that she wouldn't be fucking identified. And then you went like a fucking coward and you went and killed yourself. You're you're stupid. Fuck you. (laughs) Honestly, I'm so fucking mad. Like, you ruined everything. You ruined everything. And that, folks... Oh, child, this shit is two hours long. How did I go on that long? But anyways, child. And that, my folks, is the VH1 reality TV show, dating show era. Hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I did, child. Because I was... <laughs> I could go on for like two hours about something that I'm really passionate about. Yep. That's it, guys. And see ya. Fuck with me now. Fuck with me now. Hey, See y'all next week.